Welcome, you're listening to the Agile Unemployment Podcast, where in each episode, we take an in-depth look at being out of work. We'll talk about the programs and benefits available to you. We'll talk about the job hunting process itself. And most importantly, we're going to address the psychological and emotional impact that being out of work has on the individual. I'm your host, Sabina Sulat. I'm an HR expert and author. A few years ago, I lost my dream job and found myself unemployed for the first time in my life. I was frustrated by the lack of resources and information available to people out of work, but more than that, I was just stunned by the fact that we don't talk about unemployment. I took my experience and I turned it into a book and I now coach people to build resilience while they're out of work. If you are out of work, if you recently lost your job or maybe you've been unemployed for a while or maybe you're just afraid that you might lose your current job, this is the place to be. We're a safe place where we can talk about all aspects of being out of work. We can answer your questions and we can help you build resilience so that when you go back to work, you are stronger and more confident than ever. So let's get started. Hey there, welcome back. This is Sabina. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me. When I created this podcast, when I started this world of agile unemployment, I did it because I wanted to create a safe place where we can talk about unemployment, all that goes with it, not be judged, but to also start normalizing the conversation. We should be talking about this. It happens pretty much to all of us. It happens every day. It is a normal part of the work cycle. Today, I want to do something that I don't see a lot of, and I want to talk about what do you do when you lose your job? It's devastating. There's so much that happens. You are told you're no longer going to be working here for whatever reason. You're not even given three minutes to gather your emotions and thoughts. A bunch of paperwork and info is thrown at you. You're in this daze. It's hard to act normally. It's hard to act proactively. I can tell you stories of all kinds of ways people have been released from their jobs. We now call it the delicate word of separation. Used to be called termination. I think that's a little more accurate, but we're trying to be kinder and gentler. One incident sticks out in my mind uh, where I was on the receiving end of separation, and my manager had called me into what was supposed to be a professional development conversation. Walk into the room, there's my manager in HR. Never a good sign, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, what, what could I possibly have done that I'm being disciplined? Nope. Separation was the last thing from my mind, and that's what was happening The one thing that sticks out in that entire conversation that lasted, seriously, less than five minutes was that both HR and my manager actually looked me dead in the eye and said, this is really hard. Drink that in. Yeah, that's what happened. I'm going to do another podcast to talk to managers in HR about how to kind of bring humanity and empathy to the situation. But in the meantime, you are my number one cause. You are my focus. And what I want to talk about today are five things you should do immediately after you learn that you and your company are separating. So the first five things you need to do. Number one, most important, you need to drink it in. You need to absorb your situation. 
You will probably be a little rushed by HR or your manager. Now that we have this hybrid world going on, this might even be done through a Zoom call. Ask for the time you need. Seriously, if you, you know, hey, I need a minute to drink this in, but then I have some questions for you. All of that. Ask for what you need. Demand what you need. If people aren't giving you empathy, insist upon it. So drink it in. There's going to be so many things you have to do. You have to just kind of actually come to terms with it. Most cases, when there's separation, there's not a lot the employee can do. Do what comforts you. So you, you've gotten yourself together at the office. Maybe you've had to clear out your desk. Maybe the Zoom has ended. Whatever it is, you go to a place that means something to you, be it a room in your house, a coffee shop, take a walk, something like that, and just absorb it. Start to come to terms with it. Coming to terms with it is going to take a long time, but you need to take that initial few minutes, hour, whatever it is to do. So that's number one thing. You take care of you. Number two, this one people kind of fight me on, but I'm going to stand my ground. Talk to somebody about it. It's hard to talk about something difficult, something painful, especially unemployment, because we think it's our fault. It's not your fault. I'm going to be the one to tell you that. The best thing to do when something bad happens, and this is kind of this life secret I'm going to give you, when you talk about it, you start to remove the power it has over you. When I lost my job, <laughs> it happened right before my college reunion. Few things spell success like, hey, I'm unemployed. So I didn't tell anybody. I was so ashamed. I was so embarrassed. I was comparing myself to everybody else. To make matters worse, I live in the town where my alma mater is. Friends were staying with me. These were people who I loved enough to bring into my home. I didn't tell them. And then finally, about two days into the weekend, we're all sitting around the living room. It's, you know, two in the morning. You're reliving college days. And it came out. Everybody looked at me in shock. And the first thing everyone said is, why didn't you tell us? And I was instantly supported. I was loved. People understood. No one judged me. Tell somebody. Tell your best friend. You can put it, you know, people are now being pretty open on social media. Whatever works for you. But the minute you start to talk about it, the minute that burden is lifted from you. So don't, don't avoid that. So that brings me to the Next thing, number three that you should do, this is crucial because it's time-driven. A lot of people, they, they lose their job and they think, oh, I'm going to go on a trip. Oh, I need to drink it in. And they avoid the business of business. Time is not on your side for a few things. My theory is let's take care of those things that are time-driven. Then you can take the trip. Then you can spend the time really, really absorbing your situation. So number three, you have to review your health care, and here's why. Let's say you have benefits with your employer, and you are let go on, oh, let's go with the seventh day of the month. Your benefits carry till the end of the month. So that means you have, oh, about three weeks to see doctors, get medications, you know, get your physical, all of the things you haven't done because you didn't have time because you had a job. Do them now. Review your health care, make lists, write down all of your doctors, all of your medications, get that flu shot. Do the same thing for all of your family members. 
The reason why is because when the next month starts, you'll no longer be insured. So as I'm recording this, it's August. We're in like the last quarter of the year, last third of the year. Chances are you've probably hit your deductible. So that insurance has totally kicked in depending on your plan. Now's the time to kind of, you know, get everything taken care of. I'll talk about your healthcare benefits in another podcast, but this is your immediate thing. That's our topic today. One other thing about your healthcare, if you have an FSA card where you're allowed to go ahead and, you know, you use it like a credit card and you buy over-the-counter medication, maybe a heating pad, you use it for co-pays, things like that. If you have any money left on that, and now again, it's the end of the year, so it should be front-loaded for the second half of the year, use it because that also ends at the end of the month. No matter how much money you have on it, your ability to use that card ends at the end of the month in which you left your job. Here's something scary. That money reverts back to your employer. Yeah, think about that. I was so angry when I realized I had left money on my card and it was going back to the place where I separated from. Don't be me. Go ahead and use that. If you have everything up to date medically and you're not sure, buy over-the-counter medication. Friends of mine back in the day when you could buy a lot with your card used to get like cold medicine from me for Christmas. Do that. Stock up. Use that card. We'll talk about COBRA later, but right now, for this first month, for this immediate moment, that's not anything you have to worry about. Worry about the now. Okay, so we've talked about you've taken a moment, you've shared with your partner, with a friend, you're looking at your medical and your insurance, you're going for that physical, that wellness visit. Step number four, file for unemployment couple of reasons why you need to do that now. If you get severance, if you're lucky enough to get severance or you have a bonus coming, that amount will be taken into account when your state gives you your unemployment insurance. If you don't know, unemployment insurance is, you know, we used to call it unemployment pay. It's a stipend that you get from the state when you lose your job. You go online, your state should have a website, you enter all of your information, they verify with your employer that you were separated from your, your company. Even if it was for cause, you still might be covered. So go ahead, take a chance, enter all the information. Here's why I'm saying you need to do that now, even if you got severance or a bonus. The unemployment process is slow. It can take three weeks to start getting your unemployment insurance. It could take longer if there's a glitch, if there's a question. By filing now, you are ensuring that you are going to get that money as soon as possible. The average American lives paycheck to paycheck. 70% of our population, regardless of how much they make, live paycheck to paycheck. So that means that final paycheck of yours, you'll receive it, and then hopefully you'll start getting your unemployment insurance. It is not going to be enough money to cover all of your bills. It will be enough money to keep the lights on and to get you by. So you need to do that as soon as possible. Then there's another caveat to this. Once you register on your state site, it opens the door for a ton of 
other benefits. It opens the door for training, resume help. There are jobs posted on your state website, sometimes before they go onto Indeed and LinkedIn. Sometimes they never go to those sites. You're out of work. You need every bit of help and support that you can get. This is a great untapped benefit. File for unemployment. Make sure you have everything correct. Make sure your paperwork is organized and in order. Keep that somewhere handy. You'll need it. We'll go into depth in this topic later, but for now, register and then track that. Most states pay in either direct deposit or they give you a debit card. I know the debit cards have been taken away by some states because of so much fraud. It's you know easy to steal a debit card. It's harder to steal a bank account. Go ahead, register, take advantage of the benefit and also all of those side benefits that I mentioned. Okay, so my fifth thing, we're on number five. You need to take an immediate look at your budget. <laughs> this is a hard one. I go ahead and I, on my website, provide a budget form for people, uh, reworkingworks.com. You need to list what's coming in and what's going out, and you need to be brutal about it because your life has changed. Even if you have a severance to live off of or if you have a bonus, nothing else is coming in unless it's that unemployment insurance, not a lot. In most cases, it's less than 45% of your regular pay. You need to budget and you need to see what you can live without. I think there are some great apps that help you do this. I've used a couple of them. You can get my sheet. You can just write it down on a piece of paper. Go look at your bank account, your partner's bank account, and see what's coming in, what's going out. Look at subscriptions. Do you really need that box of wine? Do you really need Netflix and Hulu? You're going to make some tough choices because your lifestyle's changed. You can even tier it. Like, what am I going to give up next month? Um, what should I not pay as much on? Maybe you're paying more than, you know, the minimum on your credit card. Maybe for a couple of months till you get a job, you'll pay the minimum. You have to make those hard choices, but you need to make them now. What happens is... If you manage to get by for a month, you play this game with yourself of, oh, it's not so bad. So I can still have my same lifestyle month two, month three, and then all of a sudden you have no money. This was a mistake I made and I don't want to see you do it. So really, it's very empowering to take financial control over your life and it is time sensitive. Everything has changed. You need to adapt right away. Be empowered and take the control. Do not let your finances rule you. You rule your finances. And there you have it. Those are my five things to do when you lose your job. Recap. Absorb your situation. Take a few minutes. Go to your favorite place. Two, tell somebody. Tell someone you trust. Tell someone in a safe space. If you don't have that, email me. I get that a lot. And it's okay. Review your health care. This is something we do not take care of ourselves. Now you have time, and guess what? That insurance is kind of the, the hourglass is on the other side, and it's, the sand is running down. File for your unemployment so that it's there when you need it, not when you have to have it. And then look at your budget and kind of think about where you can start scaling back where you really need to put your money. 
So that's five things to do. Let's talk about the one major mistake I see people do when they lose their job. I don't mean to be unkind, but this is from experience with myself and experience with a lot of other people who I've helped coach through this time of unemployment. A lot of people jump back into looking for a job. They come home from being separated. They log back on after the zoom ends and they start scouring job sites. They start looking at their network and they start applying for jobs. They take that old resume that's sitting there in their word file, in their PDF file, and they start sending things in. Resist that urge. I'll talk about this again more in depth in another session, but I think you need to take some time. So often when you lose your job, the first thought is, why is this happening to me? I want you to rethink that. I want you to think, why is this happening for me? What is the universe trying to tell me? What opportunity is being presented with me? We'll go through how to kind of think about your future at work. Are you happy doing what you're doing? Is this time to make a shift? Should you learn a new skill and do something different? Let's do that mindfully. Don't just try to jump in and look for a job. Let's try to actually look for a future that you deserve. There you have it. My five things to do when you lose your job and one thing not to do right away. I hope in some way this has helped you. And as I always say, I can't guarantee making your looking for employment, your unemployment period shorter, but I think I can make it easier. So until next time. And there you have it for today. I hope you learned something or heard something today that is helping you as you are in your out of work journey and that will help you normalize the conversation about being out of work. If you heard something that resonated with you, please show us support, subscribe, like, or comment on something. If you'd like to learn more information, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Sabina Sula. I'm the only one. You can also reach out to me on my website, reworkingworks.com. You can also email me at s-s-u-l-a-t at reworking.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you want to know about private coaching, more about the book, more about the podcast, I wish you luck in your getting back to work journey. I hope that you've learned something here that if it hasn't made that journey a little shorter, it's at least made it a little easier. Until next time, thanks for joining.